Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in our current series, The Christ Deception, Lucifer's Most Deadly Lie, we are addressing some of the most prominent counterfeit Christ that have been manufactured by Lucifer also known as Satan, God's adversary, and lining them up with the true and only anointed Messiah of God, Lord Jesus the Christ. Jesus himself warned that many false Christs would arise and deceive many, and as we have reached the last prophetic minutes of the last days, that warning has become more critical than it has ever been, because deception has risen to its greatest heights and the most deadly deception that has been orchestrated by Lucifer is the counterfeiting of the true Jesus of the Holy Scriptures. For he alone is the way unto eternal life in heaven's home with the Father. Lord Jesus is the only one who could and did proclaim that, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, as recorded in John 14.6. And as we consider these most holy matters, we must remember what fuels the enemy's efforts to lead as many as he can away from the genuine Savior of the world. In Isaiah fourteen thirteen to 14 his prideful and rebellious goal is clearly stated. We have covered this in past messages, but it's important to repeat it again. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Lucifer is literally hell-bent on replacing the one true and only God of all creation and ruling in his place. And therefore every false way that provides a false deity has been created by him in order to gain the worship of people who have become deceived by these deadly deceptions. All pagan religions pay homage to him, even though their deities are known by many different names. But the most deadly deception lies in the counterfeiting of the genuine Jesus revealed in the Bible, God's written and unadulterated word of truth because this is how he hopes to finally and completely replace the Savior of the world and rule in his place over all people on earth. And this brings us to our coverage of Islam and their Christ, who is known as Isa to them. They do often refer to this false Christ as Jesus when speaking to Christians that they hope to convert. But officially he is known as Isa, or Isa ben Miriam, Jesus, son of Mary, or Nabi Isa, prophet Jesus. Before we go on to underscore the point of why we are covering the Christ deception, starting with Islam's false Christ, I happened upon some YouTube videos of Muslims that we'll call evangelists who were witnessing to people on the street who said that they were Christians. And it was heart-wrenching and even frightening to see that 
not one of the named Christians interviewed could stand against the challenges brought against them regarding the deity of Jesus, his lordship over all, the reality that he is the Son of God and God himself, or the truth that he died on the cross to pay for the sins of the world and rose again from the dead unto eternal life. And in fact, a few of them, obviously those who were not truly born again, ended up saying the Shahada, Islam's oath, and converting to Islam right on the spot. Beloved, it is critical for the man or woman who professes to be a true follower of Jesus Christ the Lord, to know what and why they believe, and to have the scriptural backing to defend their faith, as it is written in 1 Peter 3.15. Sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. With that holy mandate as our foundation, although we will not be going into the depths of Islam, such as the fact that Allah, the God that they worship, is the one true God, is really the moon god of pagan antiquity with credible historic and archaeological evidence to prove that fact, or the many contradictions that are found in their holy book, the Quran, which is actually a compilation of stolen scriptures from the Bible that have been twisted and tailored to fit their counterfeit to the unadulterated truth of God's word, because time will not allow us to do so. We are going to focus on what Islam teaches about Jesus for he alone is the only hope for man's salvation unto eternal life. And Satan's central point of deception in every false way, including Islam. In this effort, allow me to glean from a commentary entitled The Muslim Jesus by AnsweringIslam.org where they write, After the emergence of the rising of the Mahdi, the second most important event among the major signs that Muslims put their faith in, is perhaps surprisingly the return of Jesus Christ. This prospect of Muslims longing for the Lord's return is actually used to deceive Christians into believing that not only does Islam share many of Christianity's beliefs, but that they love Jesus too. However, the Islamic belief of who this Jesus that is coming back is, and what he does once he arrives, is drastically different than what the truth of God's word makes forever certain. The first thing the Christians need to understand regarding the Islamic belief about Jesus is that Muslims reject the idea that Jesus was or is the Son of God. According to Islam, Jesus is not, as the Bible articulates, God in the flesh. Secondly, in Islamic belief, Jesus never died on the cross for the sins of mankind. The Quran specifically denies that Jesus was ever crucified or that he ever experienced death. They believe that after Allah miraculously delivered Jesus from death, he was assumed into heaven alive in a similar fashion to the biblical narrative regarding Elijah. Since then, he has remained with Allah and has been awaiting his opportunity to return to the earth to finish his ministry and to complete his life. As such, to the Islamic mind, Jesus was not in any way a savior. 
To the Muslims, he was merely another prophet in the long line of prophets that Allah has sent to mankind. And according to the sacred text of Islam, when Jesus returns, it most certainly will not be to restore the nation of Israel to the Jewish people nor will it be his purpose to deliver his faithful followers from the persecution of the Antichrist. In order to understand the Islamic concept of the return of Jesus, the first thing that needs to be realized is that blasphemously, according to them, when Jesus comes back, he comes back as a radical Muslim. The following points highlight the Islamic support of that Muslim mindset. Point one, he will be the subordinate of the Islam Mahdi. In the Quran, it is indicated that, at this time, Jesus descends to meet the army of the Mahdi, which will be preparing for battle. It will be just before the time of prayer, when Muslims will still be preparing themselves for the battle, while drawing up the ranks. Certainly, the time of prayer shall come, and then Jesus, son of Mary, will descend, end quote. Based on the revelant hadith, Islamic scholars seem to be in universal agreement that the Mahdi will ask Jesus to lead the prayers. Jesus will then, according to them, humbly refuse this request and will defer instead to the Mahdi to lead the prayer. The important element here that needs to be stressed is that according to Islam, Jesus will then pray behind the Mahdi as a direct statement regarding his rank of inferiority to the Mahdi. Point two, Jesus will be a faithful Muslim. Again, according to the Quran, after Jesus returns in keeping with his identity as a faithful Muslim, he will perform the ritual pilgrimage to Mecca called Hajj. Point three, Jesus will institute Islamic law. While the Mahdi, as the caliph or vice-regent, and Ayman or leader of the Muslims, is clearly seen as being a superior to Jesus, he is still seen to be a leader of the Muslim community. According to the Islamic traditions, the primary purpose of Jesus will be to oversee the institution and the enforcement of the Islamic Sharia law all over the world. After converting the world to Islam and killing all unbelievers, Jesus is said to marry, and after 40 years, he will then die. It is crucial to understand that, according to Islamic tradition and belief, when Jesus returns, he does not merely come to convert Christians to Islam, but to literally abolish Christianity entirely. This fact is grasped more fully when we analyze a very well-known and often quoted Muslim tradition that refers to four specific things that Jesus will do when he returns. 1. Break crosses. 2. Kill all swine. 3. Abolish the Muslim tax on non-Muslims, and 4. Kill the Muslim Antichrist and his followers. The breaking of all crosses and removing them from the rooftops and steeples of churches throughout the earth, as is propagated by devout Muslims, will indicate that Jesus is making a clear statement regarding his disapproval of the false notion that he was ever crucified on a cross or that he died and rose again unto eternal life as the Son of God and Redeemer of mankind. 
There are so many other points that we could make regarding Islam as one of Lucifer's masterful attempts to counterfeit God's inerrant word of truth and life. By reviewing the Quran more deeply, with special emphasis on their counterfeit Christ, who is really Lucifer in disguise. But the information that has been shared thus far should suffice to support the certainty that Islam is a blasphemous false way and that their Jesus is a false Christ. There are hundreds and hundreds of holy scriptures in God's unadulterated word of truth compiled in his Bible that proclaim with certainty that Jesus Christ is Lord over all unto eternal life with the Father. In fact, the entirety of the Bible points to Yeshua Jesus and salvation's amazing grace that is found in him alone. And I would encourage you to spend some serious time in his word with the tutorship of the Holy Spirit to guide you and to study to show yourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth as encouraged in 2 Timothy 2.15, so that, if ever confronted, you will be ready to give an answer according to God's unadulterated word of truth, with forever settled in heaven confirmation of Jesus as the great I Am and the only hope for mankind's salvation. But as we close for today, please allow me to leave you with just a few of the powerful declarations of truth that confirm Jesus Christ, the Lord God Almighty, as the one and only true Savior of the world. John eleven twenty five to 26 Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Philippians 2.8 And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Luke 24.6-7 He is not here. He has risen. 1 Corinthians 6.14 and God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. 1 Peter 1.3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Acts 4.33 with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Romans 8.34 Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Luke 24.6-7 Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners to be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Hebrews 12.2 For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, 
and sat down at the right hand of the Father. Romans 6, 8-11 Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that, since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. And it no longer has mastery over us as well, beloved. Praise his name forever. And this is where I must very reluctantly pause, but certainly to be continued. Until next time, beloved, and as always, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.